Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Elise Modica. Here's your daily tip from the experts at Real Simple. These are the worst ways to start and end emails, according to a new study by Morgan Knoll. Email is a universal communication tool that pretty much everyone across every industry has to navigate. But as with many other adult life skills, many of us just learned how to do it by observation, not from any specific instruction. So if you've ever wondered, am I doing this right, before sending a work email, you aren't alone. Even still, there are a number of unwritten rules to email communication, and many people have strong opinions about the do's and don'ts of sending a professional email message. Preply, a language learning app and e-learning platform, wanted to get to the bottom of how people really feel about different styles of email communication, so the company surveyed more than 1,000 Americans to get their takes. As they say, first impressions are everything, and a lot of the unofficial rules to email are hinged upon the opening line. The conclusion can also play an important role. 46% of survey respondents said they can tell a coworker's mood based on their email greetings and sign-offs. The survey used the name Karen as a filler for different email greetings and sign-offs to see which options people used and preferred the most. For greetings, a simple Hi Karen was the most commonly used at 64%, with the more specific Good Morning slash Afternoon slash Evening Karen following closely behind at 54%, and 48% opt for Hello Karen. The results show an overarching preference for a neutral middle ground between overly formal or informal greetings. Only 19% chose Dear Karen as an introduction, and only 15% go for Hey, with no name at all. Sign-off preferences show a similar pattern, with most people opting for a friendly yet neutral option. The majority, 80%, goes for a simple Thank you, with the slightly more casual Thanks coming in second at 71%. 47% sign off with just their name. The least commonly used sign-offs are the more formal and personal options, like Take Care, 20%, and Kind Regards, 16%. It's not just about which email greeting or sign-off you choose, but how those choices are perceived, and whether or not the people on the other end of the email are perceiving those choices as pointed language. The survey found that an overwhelming 91% of employees say that the people they work with are sometimes passive-aggressive over email. However, only 37% admitted to tweaking their email language to show frustration. It's important to know what cues people might be picking up on from your email greetings and sign-offs, whether you intended them or not. According to the survey responses, the email greeting that was considered most aggressive was actually no greeting at all, and the opener, hiya, was the second most disliked. The greeting that made it third on the list was using someone's name with a colon to start an email. 43% of respondents say this type of callout is too aggressive to use. The most aggressive sign-off was no sign-off at all. The second on the list was the use of just your name and nothing else. 
and the third was the sign-off, thanks in advance. While not quite a sign-off, 65% of respondents want people to stop using sent from my phone, please excuse typos, and 51% say to stop using sent from iPhone or similar disclaimers. People don't only have opinions on which email greetings and sign-offs to use, but also thoughts on how long to continue using them in a thread. Apparently, after the initial email, most people think greetings and sign-offs should disappear either immediately, 32%, or gradually, 27%, as the email thread continues. Then there's the use of extra emotion indicators like emojis and exclamation points. As emojis become more commonplace in all forms of communications, the opinions on whether or not they're professional enough in work instances seems to be shifting in their favor. While 42% of people say emojis are never appropriate in work emails, 58% think they are sometimes okay. The use of exclamation points in emails is a loaded conversation, since it's been shown that women tend to use more exclamation points to appear more friendly. However, the study found that respondents were divided on how often to use them. 48% said they regularly reread emails and remove exclamation points, while 25% reread emails and add them. The right way to write an email can also really depend on the context of your work environment and the content of the conversation. But when in doubt, as the survey shows, the most simple and neutral options are often your best bet. Thanks for listening. Check back tomorrow or go to realsimple.com for the latest. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.